0: Welcome to Muslims doing things a podcast about extraordinary people in their career journeys and on that note, Rami Yusef hi
1: so good to see you uh on on, on the screen
0: yeah yeah no i'm I'm excited and um Rami, what do you do let's start off with, with who you are what do you do
1: well, um you know a bunch of stuff like i'm i'm uh we well, we're we're talking like at a, at a really funny day because it's like the show, we just dropped the third season of the show that, that we make um, on Hulu. And uh, I've been doing that for a while. I actually just kind of in my head was realizing I first started putting together uh, the characters and the ideas and stuff for it uh, in a really concrete way, probably uh, December 2016. And so we're in October now, and I was like, oh, wow, we're kind of getting up on six years of uh, this being the main thing on my mind. Uh, so I've been doing a lot of that. But in that process, you know, a lot of writing and, and producing and directing and acting and all of that. And, and I do stand-up and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in it. <laughs>
0: And you're a Golden Globe winner. The show has three Emmy nominations. If you're not going to say it, I just am. And you might be like the, one of the first Muslims. You're definitely one of the first Muslim nominees in the Golden Globes. Is that for real? Or did I make that up?
1: I don't know, actually. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know because everyone always is like runs to the first thing. But I don't actually know. I mean, in that category even, I don't know just because um, I, I think – even like, well, Mahershala has won Globes. Aziz Ansari has won Globes, and so there's definitely people who've been in the conversation. I think part of what um, you know, the light that I think part of the light that our our show uh, you know is looked at under is that we're kind of we we really went in on looking at the social lives and the spiritual lives. Uh, in a very direct way of, of this Arab Muslim family in New Jersey and I think you know being really direct where it wasn't incidental or it wasn't just kind of a fact um, that was a side note but actually being something that we were uh, really putting our lens on uh, is, is, is part of what I think um, really uh, has always stuck with people about the show.
0: So I'm going to flip the script. I was planning to do the how you got to Rami part first and about the show second, but you hit a note that I really want to talk about, which I'm excited to talk about. So I'm obviously a Muslim American, um, and I lived through 9-11. You lived through 9-11. We spent like the early 2000s being like, we're not terrorists. We're not terrorists, right? Um, And by the mid-2010s, we kind of shifted the narrative to like, not only are we not terrorists, we're really good people. Like, mm. Muslims are extraordinary and we, like, make sure Muslim millennial to always be the best version of you. Don't embarrass yourself because you're embarrassing us as yeah. a community, right? Yeah. And then we shifted, like, a few more years and it was, like, not only are we really good people, but Muslims can sell things incredibly. And the rise of the Muslim, like, influencer happened, right? <laughs> like, Muslim women can literally sell… A garbage bag and convince you to put it on your head or around your body and like we have been really effective and large brands have seen this and they've capitalized on it and I would say like this is mid 2010s and it's like a Muslim woman I've like ridden all these waves and like capitalized on them or been they've been at the cost to me (laughs) respectively right and now now, (laughs) for real and now we're in the 2020s and like this is the the Rami era I just made that up we can call it the Muslims doing things era we can call it the Rami era but like what's different here is. Now we're openly on our journey in the search of self, but also openly claiming our journey outside the search of self. Like, yeah, I'm Muslim, but like, it's more of your thing than it is my thing in terms of your public image. I just mm-hmm. happen to wear hijab, so people want to include me in DE&I conversations. And when I say I work in technology, they assume that I'm a DE&I person. I'm like, no, dude, I founded the company. Like, we raised $72 bucks. Like, I, I know about diversity because I'm diverse, but don't put me in charge of your de because it'll yeah. fail, right? So So, like, now we're in this era where there's this, like, evolution and a focus on the breadth of what the Muslim – is and what this identity might cover and i really want to hear your thoughts on whether the show was meant to reflect that how you tackled that journey how you avoided the fear of like even the scrutiny because we also want everything to represent everybody and as a personal fan of rami it does not represent everybody it represents you which is like maybe you which is like what it should do right so lay it on me (laughs)
1: um you know we're I think I think that we're like, in general, in a time, uh, you know, I think even if you think about the time that we grew up, right, and the way that you laid it out, uh, another side to it that I think we all experienced growing up at, at that time is just, I think a lot about having an online profile from a really young age uh, of being nine or 10 or whatever, and we were making Zangas and Myspaces and, and AIM profiles and all of this stuff and kind of um, focusing on presenting ourselves to the world as mm-hmm. who we were um, mm-hmm. at a really young age. And I think it has created this, um, it, 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 it's part of a large wave of how individualized society is. Um, and how we are really in a state of living for the self. Um, especially, I would say, you know, growing up in America, it, it, the, um, the way community functions is a lot different than the way I would feel community function when I would go visit my family in Egypt or that I understood um, community to function even uh, through the lens of my parents. You know, it, it, the way that it was kind of around us is a lot different. And so I think now we're really at the peak of, um, of a hyper-individualized society. And I do think that people are confused by it. And I think that people are looking for something else. And I think the conversation around, like we've been working on this show for six years, the conversation around spirituality, I have felt the more that we make the show has become more relevant to various audiences, and that's not just Muslim Americans. I think it is people who I hear from, from all walks of life, all different faiths, all different mindsets, who see what we do on the show, because essentially what we're doing in the show is we're, we're talking about a character, and we're talking about a family, and we're looking at higher self and lower self. And we're also looking at the seen and the unseen and we're watching people try to navigate that and all the failures and all the roadblocks and all the ego that comes in the way of that. And so I think in terms of ego getting in the way of aspirations and of love and of commitment and of, uh, you know, actualization, um, the show is about that spiritual battle. Then there's the Muslim, you know, elements that go on top of it. But it's really, to me, it's about this pretty universal spiritual battle that I think everyone is trying to find their own shape and trying to find their own way uh, into. We're at peak of trying to understand what that means right now. And so I think that's where the work of this show is a part of that larger wave and is part of that story. And so I think that it, um, for that reason, it resonates with a lot of people who aren't Muslim. And then I think it resonates with the people who are Muslim who um, are open about looking at uh that conversation um from not so much of a cultural lens, but from a personal one. And and so I, I feel um yeah, I feel like that's that's the zeitgeist that our show does hit. It's it's kind of a subtle zeitgeist, but it's it's really thriving. And I feel it in the way that people interact with it when they do get a chance to see it.
0: I have to say that when I watched this season and saw very little of you, which I'm assuming was a very intentional move, very little relative to the other seasons. um, Sure. What really happened was these other characters that are all like big tent Muslim, right? Or big tent Brown, big tent, whatever, had an opportunity to develop. And you saw a lot of their issues, higher, lower self issues, and they often didn't overlap. Right. Yeah. They might have overlapped with the audience, but often not each other. And those subtle things are what builds this level of like humanization. Like even the 2010s were perfect era. That's not humanizing. Yeah. Right. Whereas like looking at Dina and laughing, cause we've all had like funny suitors come through our parents. Right. And, and you know, like things like that happen and, and just kind of laugh at the reality, but also like the total just the hilarity of the reality that goes into many of the scenes that were created was really something and and i think that when i looked at it i was like okay there are all these characters under this big 10 identity that's very easy to make a small focused really uninteresting identity and you see these folks fight these fights and these fights don't overlap with them but they overlap with like me viewer person identity faith color you name it so like there's a brilliance in that and we started the show off before i was recording telling you i thought you were a genius um, and that has to do with some of the reason why. In case you we're wondering, <laughs> that has to do with some of the reason why.
1: I mean, it's 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 you know, there's it, the whole thing is such a collaboration, which is what I was telling you. You know, I mean, I think like for me, I um, I love guiding it and and directing it, and um, I'm I'm pushing it to this conversation. That's really important. But in terms of uh, whether I need to be you know, the the name of the show is a total misnomer at this point. And, and, and you know, my participation on camera physically is, uh, is something I enjoy. And I think it's something that, you know, threads the show and holds the show. But also, there's all these really potent experiences. And like you said, I, I really like how you said that, that they don't intersect with each other, but they intersect with the audience. And I think that is like such a family you know where a family can sit at the same table and everyone's got all this stuff going on and they don't all know about it you know you can even live in the same house i think a lot about how little i know about people that i interact with every day even people i love even people in my family even people who are very close friends i maybe only know 50 percent of how they actually are viewing every single moment And I think what is fun to do in television or film, you know, it's this medium where, again, we're living in the scene and the unseen, and and it's almost like a movie or a TV show could be a glitch of capturing some of that unseen and making it seen and curating it and sharing it and spreading, you know, what that experience is. So we get these little windows into these different family members, and, and they are, by definition, incomplete. But um, the emotion that they touch on, I think, uh, you know, I hope is is a, is a contribution, you know.
0: It's funny you mentioned that about knowing your family, and not knowing your family. Before this show, I like, I, I'm like a proper WhatsApp auntie. I was like audio messaging friends like, so what would you think about the season? And like, you know, my yeah. smartest friends, they thought I was checking in. I was really trying to do some research before I chatted with you and kind of yeah. compare ideas. And so I'm, I'm efficient. I'm known for my efficiency, Rami. You may or may not know this. Yes.
1: Um,
0: that, that said, I, I was chatting with a friend and he was like, I love the show. And I tell you this is somebody I grew up with, but I would never tell my eldest brother or my mom. Right? And I was like, I, can, I thought about that. And I was like, wait, I'm, I too am selectively talking about Rami.
1: Yeah. I'm
0: not hiding what I think about Rami, but there are some folks who like, it's just, it's not their thing, right? Like maybe they're, they're not, they're not like ready in terms of kind of the yeah. where the conversation is or it's not appealing to them or whatever it is. So even in terms of family and knowing family, something as simple as really a pop culture show, like let's be clear, your show is like my podcast is not called things Muslims do. It's called Muslims doing things, right? And Rami's like similar. It's Muslims doing things, not things Muslims do. And people kind of always want to flip any internal representation to things, external representation to things Muslims do to fix this like PR crisis that not only are we not accountable for, but we've had to effectively fight our whole lives. And people who can look outside of the okay we're constantly working on this pr crisis and see it as like no this is a accurate reflection of things that are happening in our communities right yeah. um i think are able to maybe the show resonates with them where they have a bit more interest in it but for, for sure like there's certain people who i was much more keen to reach out to and be like what do you think let's talk about this and others where i was like oh, i'm just gonna park this for another day that never comes
1: yeah no i think that's really um that's fair and that's real and I think that people are looking for different things depending on where they are. Our our show is like it tends to be a real barometer for um you know where someone is is at and I, and what I mean by that is there are people who watch the show and they say, "Oh my god, there's so many sex scenes. Like what is going on here?" You know, cuz they're not um they're not comfortable Seeing us engage in that, and the show has no nudity, but it's kind of like, but it's still kind of like even seeing us go, you know, go go to that length. That same person probably watches Game of Thrones, um, which is much more sexual and much more violent. Which I think is is even the it's interesting in our communities the desensitization around violent characters versus sexual ones. When most people will have a sexual experience, uh, most people will not have an experience with a gun yet we're more open to seeing the gun. And and there's something odd about that in, in kind of the way that, that we've been conditioned. But someone can watch this show and say, oh my God, there's so much sex, what's going on? Because that's what they're uncomfortable with. But then there are other people who could watch and say, man, like these all these guys are doing is praying because they're not comfortable with that level of spirituality, you know, being shown. And so it it tends to have a little bit of a mirror like effect in terms of, you know, what are you looking for and where are you at? And so that's that feeling to me of, yeah, I'm going to text this one friend, but I'm not going to text this other friend about it. But, but I think the fact that there's even like, um, I like that because I've always felt like if people are fighting about the show, they're actually fighting about the underlying issues that the show is talking about, but the show gives them a container to discuss those things in, in a way that they might not have, if it was just about their personal lives. So, so in that sense, I hope that it's an offering because it's kind of like, okay, so you don't want to name these things in your friend group. You don't want to name them in your family. All right. You could just complain about the show or just say that you think the show is <laughs> terrible or, or, you know, like the show is like this devilish thing or whatever. If that's what helps you get to the conversation, then that's great. Then it's kind of like, for me, that's, Oh my gosh! How, like that's that's such a cool thing to be able to, to offer.
0: You know, it's funny because as I think about the lens of the rebukers, we'll call them, like it's really like, oh, we cannot normalize these things. When the reality is, is like they're normal and they're happening, right? The the reality is, is people are going through these experiences. People are choosing these experiences, either things Muslims do or non-Muslims yeah. or whomever they may be. But like we have to kind of be. Um, you're, you're presenting a forum by which folks can discuss. I have questions around like how you made decisions. Like if I were in your shoes, those would be really hard decisions to make. Right. Cause I'm, I'm stuck in the, like I'm perfect y'all. I'm perfect. Cause I'm Muslim and I'm not a terrorist. I'm, I'm really perfect. I'm really smart. I'm cool. Like we, Rami, I don't know if you know this, but like we, we did the Mipsters video in 2013, like a long time yeah. ago where I was on a skateboard and heels, yada, yada, yada. Yes. and people lost their minds. I've been skateboarding since I was a dorky, like preteen. Yeah. And all I had to do was like, look cool and be Muslim. And the bar was so low. Like, yes, it was beautifully done. I'm not going to lie. But if you put that on the internet now, nobody would care. But the bar has been so low. So like kind of getting above the bar has been such an easy task my whole life. But it's also been a goal because I'm in this like PR battle against this like intangible, huge nothingness. And I have this aspiration to just be perfect all the time that will always be kind of, stuck in my head to represent this, this community. And I I can, I'm making assumptions for you, but I'm assuming that you feel the burden of representation. How did you make those choices?
1: I see the burden of representation. I try not to feel it too much just because um, as you know, then it would just be really hard to make anything. And so I think like I have a lot of conversations with fellow um, Muslim people who are making things or want to make things and, you know, I, I kind of just am constantly trying to tell them, you know, you don't have, you, you actually, like, it's so optional to read Twitter. It's a straight up option. Like, you don't have to. <laughs> and like, everyone on there has the right to say what they want to say. And I think great things can come of that maybe, but you that's not, that doesn't have to be your medium. You know, you have a different medium. And we can't create from scarcity and we can't create from fear and we can't create from what will somebody else say because that's just kind of the nature of making anything it's like you 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 know everything is is up for debate and i think all of it is good i i actually think all of the feedback around it all of the opinions again they they hopefully bring up healthy conversation because at the end of the day it's just a tv show comedy and so it's like you know how could you be more critical of it than like of a governing system or of, you know, the, a lot of local, whether it be within families or whether it be within, you know, schools or whether it be within mosques or whether it be, you know, there's a lot of power dynamics that are really tough. And I think, you know, uh, it's certainly not going to be like a TV show. That's actually the issue. Uh, that's how I view it. And I think, you know, right. to the point that you were saying too, like, yeah, there's this discussion around, normalizing, uh, or promoting even. And I think, you know, it would be uh, sometimes someone will say to me, you know, why does it seem like, uh, you know, people aren't having fun as much fun on your show. And I'm like, well, because there is this like overriding feeling of guilt that is like an interesting one to capture, especially with the things that we're talking about. And so I think guilt is funny and i think it's real and i think a lot of the situations we put our characters in are really funny but in terms of them like having fun or or enjoying everything that they're doing that would almost to me seem like a promotion but it's not really like cuz it's 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 at you know when they are operating from their ego it is it is it is to their pain and i think we go out of our way to show that and so that's where i i i draw the line you know i don't think that we're ever kind of Trying to make something that says, uh, "Hey, you know, you should change the rules of what you believe," or, mm. or, or even criticizing what the tenets are of anyone's belief system. It's more look at this gap between what someone believes and what they actually do, and why is mm. that gap there? You know, and I think, mm. and I think that's what's interesting. I'm, I'm not, you know, it's not about promoting anything other than looking at that gap and 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 trying to figure out how to eliminate it or why it exists.
0: Yeah. I, I think that's a really, really real and awesome point of view because the gap is there. I have my gaps. You have your gaps. Like the, wow. your, your namesake, we've clarified. He's only your namesake. Rami has his gaps. I, I was really hoping I can use the word eponymous. Side note, I've learned it for the SATs and have never used it. And oh, you took yeah. that this opportunity is, from me.
1: That should be the name of this podcast, eponymous.
0: So now, I mean, I, I decided to warm you up with the really easy questions. Um, <laughs> let's let's go backwards. What's what's the roadmap to Rami? Um, did you know this is what you wanted to do, and what did it take to get there?
1: I um. Well, there's so many steps. I mean, I think one of them was I was always making things. I was always. Videotaping, video editing, writing little things. That, you know, first thing I ever saved up, I need money for, was this little camcorder with a black and white viewfinder. That was just what I liked. And my parents were really supportive of it, but their support kind of laid in kind of this foundation of this is a hobby. And mm. that wasn't from anything bad other than I don't think any of us understood what it could look like as not a hobby. You know, we're in New Jersey, we're not in, we don't live in Beverly Hills or something. We don't have a bunch of people that are even reference points. The idea of being on television is not... um, something that feels real in any sense. So I understood it as a hobby as well. I understood it as a hobby almost forever until it really kind of smacked me in the face that this was what I was going to be doing. But I was, I was just shooting music videos for local bands. I was making commercials for local businesses. And, and I, I, we had a school kind of morning announcement thing, We you know, all that stuff, you know, and I was just, and a lot of that stuff too i was making with my buddy steve way um who who's on my show who who plays my buddy steve and um and our buddy jonathan and and we we just had this really great troupe and we we just um we just had fun it was just fun and then i think at some point uh that would work out you know i i i would I found myself getting on stage in new york once i could drive and then that turned into a manager saying oh hey you should do an audition and 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 then that got me to a point where I, I, I ended up booking a, a TV show that moved me to LA. And I remember at that point really thinking, you know, if this could happen for me, which I couldn't have even fathomed, you know, two, three years prior, I was just, you know, if this could happen for me, um, I would love to be in a situation where I could um, make something because I'd been writing all these little things for so many years and I wanted to make something that felt honest to the type of struggle that I felt which was I I I I didn't want to I I didn't want to keep watching things where someone was either way way religious and judgmental or totally kind of abandoning what their faith and their culture is because they kind of want to uh the the subtext was always Hey, I know my name is Brown, but I could be white too. That was always the subtext of so much media and and that was part of what you're talking about too in the I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Don't worry, you know, don't be afraid. I'm just like you. I actually don't have values. Don't worry about it. You know, there was a lot of that and uh yeah, that felt everything felt soft, you know, that felt soft, being really aggressive felt soft. Uh, I wanted something that felt like a representation of the honest challenge. And, 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 and so I, and I was interested too in just different perspectives. You know, we have this episode in the first season where we see uh, the child version of my character experience nine 11. And I had written that idea Roughly um, as a movie, and so I, I had thought, you know, from years before we even got into the show conversation, I thought, oh, this would be an amazing movie. You know, I'd love to. to th- This this has never been covered, you know. Um, and then we got the show, and and it fell instantly. Uh, it was a no brainer to to do that. I, I don't really believe in hoarding or saving ideas. It's just, hey, let's go, let's throw it all. And then I will push myself to think of something better, you <laughs> know, or or more, it's not even about better, but just more actualized and more clear. And so um so yeah, it, it it all kind of grew organically, but there was there was that desire to 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 get it um going and then uh you know it it, it materialized in 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 kind of unimaginable ways too.
0: And so you're in Jersey, you're filming York. things. Um, and you get, you said a manager or an agent or both?
1: I got a manager first, but then an agent. I and, and I was, um, I was, I was 18 or 19, I think. Yeah.
0: So you get an agent and get a show. What was the show?
1: It was, uh, a, 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 a sitcom, uh, a kid's, it was kind of a kid adult ish sitcom for Nick at night. Um, and And it was uh it was a really great time of my life. I mean i I couldn't believe it. I was working at the Apple store and then a month later, I was moving to to Los Angeles you know
0: and so you moved to l a you have a manager, you have an agent, you have a show, and at that point were you strategizing like do you effectively just try to do really good on the show or are you strategizing your next piece how do you as somebody who maybe doesn't have a roadmap as it's more you know creative careers tend to be like that what were the steps you put in place you hire a publicist and you're like put my name everywhere like what what does it look like then
1: no yeah no publicist or anything I think more I was just kind of trying to soak in how things were done Uh, I was shooting uh, at Paramount Pictures the the lot you know we were shooting this show and i had a s- small part in the show i mean it wasn't wasn't nothing but it wasn't anything that would be career defining it, it felt even from the beginning that this role would just allow me to be there you know <laughs> it, it, it it i immediately felt okay this buys me some time to not finish college and to try and figure something out while i'm in los angeles and so i'm out there and i'm doing stand-up a lot you know i start getting into stand-up i I had mainly just done sketch comedy before i moved to la but i start getting into stand-up and then uh at paramount i'm asking the writers who are writing this show i'm on hey do you think i could learn about how you do what you do can i shadow your writer's room i would kind of follow around the directors and go visit the editors and i kind of just was wanting to see how everyone did what they did that was really exciting for me to just see how it was made on a professional level and to understand even that the gap between what i was doing with my friends in new jersey and what was happening at this movie studio wasn't as big as i thought it would be it was just making stuff it it really felt Oh, they have more money and they're really talented, and I also, yeah, I've I get it. I've seen that editing editing software, mm-hmm. or or yeah, this is the same way something is written, you know. But they're doing it obviously um, with a lot more experience. But but there's something. It was a very. It was a time about demystifying a lot of that stuff. But uh, yeah, doing a lot of stand up and. Um, also doing my job, you know, that I was brought out there to do, uh, and, and then starting to slowly plant the seeds, but everything took time, you know, it wasn't, wasn't quick.
0: What did planting the seeds look like? And were you aware you were planting the seeds?
1: It's a good question. I mean, I think, I think it, it, it was just, you know, you, you know, I think, I think there's a lot of, parts of life or sometimes even parts of a day where you don't know what to do that day or you don't know what to do in a certain chapter of of where you are. And so immediately you think, okay, what's what's the next immediate thing I should do? And I think for me, a lot of that was, hey, I have an idea today. This feels like a good thing to work on today. I don't know how it's going to fit in the bigger picture, but I would sit and I would write. Or okay, I want to go do stand-up this week. I'm going to try and do it every night this week. That feels like a good thing to do this week. So there would be these zoomed out hired desires and goals, but I, I didn't really know how to get to them, but I knew that there were these little things where I could see things grow. I could see myself go from having five minutes of stand-up to 15 minutes of stand-up to 30 to an hour. You know, I could see all of that stuff go in that direction. And so it, it, it was just the principle of scaling felt really clear. And so I, I think I've I'd spent and continue to spend, I mean, I think now maybe I've been able to see things a bit more zoomed out, but maybe only in the last few years, I think I've lived most of my life really with the faith that, okay, it'll scale. I just need to do what's in front of me. and And, and that is an act of faith. I think an artistic... Life, I think, even your experience and your story in the way that that can be structureless, like you said, because it is within a creative field. Uh, these fields require a lot of faith, you know, and and in a way, in the unseen, like we were talking about, because um, a script is unseen. You know, it's just <laughs> even if it's written, it's not seen. We haven't seen it, and 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 I think you know, so many of these things, you you, you have to have the faith that, that it'll it'll come together in, in a way that uh, is hopefully, you know, beneficial for, for everybody involved.
0: And so you're realizing you are didn't give yourself enough credit. You pretty much know that you can do this. Um, you're honing in your skills. The skills are being able to, I'm sure, write pitch learn how to be on stage for long periods of time and kind of refine that story through stand-up because stand-up is its own type of genius right a genius in like communication communication methodology a genius in kind of right how you speak and the pace in which you speak you just have to be very smart to be good at stand-up and you start writing a pilot at that point is that how that works you're like i'm gonna write a script
1: uh no it wasn't quite like that i I was opening for um, a a good friend of mine, uh, Sherrod Carmichael, who had gotten a show on the air um, at the time. I think it was on NBC. And I was also really good friends with um, my buddy Ari Kacher, who had written on that. And they were always kind of bugging me like, oh, you should do a show. And and I felt like, okay, but I'm not quite ready yet. I want to figure out more of what's going on in my stand-up. And then... Uh eventually, I felt really clear about what I wanted to do with with my stand up and therefore what I wanted to do with the show and that's kind of this period where started putting down characters you know that 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 december twenty sixteen you know started to kind of say, okay, here's some characters here's what's going on, and then we had this um It was an accident actually I had this tape from the laugh factory there was a comic that didn't show up that was supposed to go up after me and so I had to run a really long set and I think it was my first time running 45-50 minutes so I had this long tape of my stand-up that was a glitch that it even existed and then we um we had these characters things we worked on that group, and then we also um, and and our buddy Ryan Welch, and then we also um, had met with a twenty four who were really interested in it, the production company. And so we had this 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 outline really that was based on my stand up, all these character ideas that we crafted, mixed with my stand up tape, and then we went out to networks. And there was interest, you know, we had multiple networks who were interested in doing it. And then it felt right to do it with Hulu because they felt really excited about it and it felt like they needed it. And that was really cool, you know.
0: And as somebody who's watched all three seasons and seen the type of content you put out there, I think that they meant it (laughs) because there's certainly things on TV that I never imagined I would see on the big screen. So glad you did that. Yes. Um, Hashtag, hashtag, you know, Wow, I don't even know, season three, episode two. Everybody watch it. So, um, nevertheless, you start shopping the show around. There's a ton of interest. You're like, I'm going to have a show and does somebody then buy it and you like start writing a script and putting characters together and shooting them? Like, how how do you go from here to there? Yeah, so
1: that was really what it was. It was those characters with the stand-up tape. Hulu bought it. So we wrote the pilot. We shot the pilot and then they decided they wanted to make the show and then we had a writer's room for the first season where we wrote uh, nine episodes because we had already shot one, so we wrote nine more to do a ten, you know, episode season, and yeah, then we shot that, and so that was that whole process just happened over a couple of years.
0: Hmm. And you put it out there, and you say Bismillah, and. Like, what What was that like? Like, you know, season one, I watched it. I watched season two, you grabbed Mahershala. Season, by season three, you had Bella. Like, I kind of saw the growth in terms of, I'm sure, budget and people loving it and so on and so forth. But like, what was the actual Rami journey?
1: It's a great question. I mean, I think that um, I was, I, I think, I you know, my understandings of, where the show sits you know in in terms of just uh its value community discourse all of that are our learned lessons in in a lot of ways i mean i think i knew making it that it wouldn't be for everybody you know and you saw in the first season we definitely take risks that um indicate that we know we're taking risks and 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 for sure and i felt um like I understood what some of the feedback might be, but I also felt you know that um yeah that that it it would be okay even even you know even when it's not and and i think I think there was definitely a first like a little element of shock of 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 um you know feelings from again like various audience members in, in the various communities that kind of touch upon, you know, the show. Um, and, and so just as a personal journey, I think I, think I had to really um, be okay with uh, the reality that, yeah, that that, that it would be, that, that there'd be a little bit of a split, although way more people like it than they don't. But I think there's just that to your earlier question, just that thing of like, how do you push past that stuff? I think you just go through it and then you realize, you know, um, that it's okay. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and, and especially if you're not doing anything hateful, which I, I, we've never done, you know, we've never done anything hateful. It's never, it's all kind of self-examining work. And so that, that, and, and, and it's about, um, and it's about that more than anything. And so, um, yeah, but, but, but I think the journey from season one to season two to season three, um, it's been cool to get to grow the work. Like, I think I learned a lot from season one and season two, which we basically did back to back. And we tried different things in both seasons, playing with storylines, with tone, with characters, with all of that. And then I think that allowed us to make the third season which i think is my favorite one by far and it also allowed us to you know at the same time we also made uh mo's show on netflix which you know i worked a lot on and and that also you know gives a totally different slice and 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 i think even the ability to um you know that was a show that i felt like as we're making it okay we're focusing on we're making certain political issues personal through mo who is so uniquely able to do that. And, uh, and I think in a way I knew it would be a bit more of comfort food for our communities because we are just more comfortable yeah. discussing the political in that way. And, and, right. and, and, and I was excited to be part of that because I, I want people to have what they want in a way, you know, like I'm an entertainer at the end of the day. I want the laugh, <laughs> you know, I want, the, I want, the, I want the, the connection, you know, because connecting is really fun. Uh, and so it was really fun making that show and writing on that show because it, um, I, I I felt oh this will be a great you know and and I I pitched that show with Mo um, only a couple months after the first season so we've really been working on it like getting it right for a while and 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 so that was cool it was a, it was it was like a a learning lesson in a way but also I think part of a larger effort that we understood even from the beginning, you know, I, I kind of felt even, even as we were making the first season and before, in the same way that when I moved to LA and I got this acting role and I thought, okay, I want to do a couple of other things. It was even the same thing with the first season of, of this show in knowing that we've got such amazing talent in our communities and it's my job with this show to not try to do everything mm. because as long as I can zone in on a really specific thing, it'll be for who it's for, it'll be for who it's not. But by not trying to be everything, it at least has a shot at being good. And then if it's good, that's how we can make more things. And you know, that's where it's like totally, alhamdulillah, like we've been able to start what I think is just the beginning of that. You know? um, and, 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 and so that's, that's exciting.
0: I'm I'm laughing at just the beginning because yesterday I was chatting with Iptihaj who's a friend of both of ours and I was like oh I'm talking to Rami tomorrow and we were chatting about you and I was like Iptihaj I was at an impact dinner with Hadi within the last five years where Rami was like the main event of the impact dinner and a few years later like he has a Golden Globe, a bunch of Emmy Dots, two shows on Hulu like this fool is just getting started and I had this moment of like reflection and like excitement personally um, but I have to say your ears must have been ringing because I think that you're right that it's just the beginning, but the beginning has, like, come with such a hard swing that I think that you have um, – you've set a cadence and, like, a, I would say, like, a a, a bar that I, I know that you'll be able to meet, but it's high, right? Like, well, it's high. By the way, it's not – this
1: isn't – I don't view it as just the beginning for me. I, I view it as a beginning for, for us and in the sense of, like, you know, again, even making – you know, the the Hulu show, it's like it's an improper title because I, I view it as this is um it's a troupe of people who are all incredibly talented. And I think I knew that from the beginning. It's like you've got Mo, Dave Merhej, Hiama Bess, May Kalamawi, Laith Nackley, and look at what everyone's doing. Mo's Netflix show is doing great. May and Lathe are fucking marvel. You know, I mean, it's like it's like it's crazy. You know, what I mean? it's like and 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 everyone is is really, it it opens up a space and I, and I think you know something we're really working on. You know, we actually have multiple things that are that are attempting swinging at this too. Is just like great. Like, what is a show centering around a woman's experiences? What is a show that looks at you know other other parts of our communities. And I think even when you look at, I think there's a really funny case study of just Rami on Hulu, Mo on Netflix, from an eagle's eye view, you could almost think that they, like, you're like, how are those two different things? And then you watch them and you're like, these are completely different things, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And And so for the industry to see that, I think that opens up a whole window of, oh, there's so much to tap into here um, in a meaningful way. And so when I say it's just the beginning, I I, I truly don't mean it about just me. I, I mean it about this moment. And I think you kind of started talking about those moments at the beginning of this. And I think you were really accurate because this is something that can have nuance. And I think as an audience and as a, as communities, we deserve to be in an era of nuance as opposed to an era of scarcity. And I feel like when my show first came out, it came out almost with the framing of like, here's something to end the scarcity, which I think mm. is damaging in a way because that's almost framing it as it, as it's the the answer or or the right. thing to uh quench the thirst and and it's not at all it never was designed to be that and i think for anyone who said how could you do that it's 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 kind of like well of course if i thought this was the thing to be everything i would never do that so of course yes how would i do that if i thought this show was meant mm-hmm. to represent everything but no this show is about um what i would hope and and you know that i can just be a part of and i and i don't even think that I'm responsible for it. It's just where gravity is pulling us, but, but hoping that it's part of the, um the that it could be earmarked as part of the beginning of an era of nuance as opposed to one of scarcity. And so that's really exciting for for all of us, you know.
0: You know, it's interesting that you mentioned that because people who were upset were upset because it didn't represent them and you're like, but I don't want this to represent you. So there's like this scarcity that's led to this like hunger of like mass representation. And remember by default, mass representation is brilliant. We're brilliant. We're great. Right. And you're like, no, no, no. Like this is my story, but people still took it very personally. Yeah. Not my story; it's Rami's story. Guys, remember, it's not eponymous. Yeah, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. But, 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 like in, in in terms of recognition, and I have to ask because we're getting closer to the end of our time. What is it like winning a Golden Globe?
1: Um, I mean, look, I think for us, it was just the biggest advertisement that the show could have gotten you know it's 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 it, it literally felt like a billboard on you know in the in the best place possible and, and it feels awesome to be recognized it felt really cool to um to be in that position but again it felt like it was not just for me it felt it felt like it was for the show it's easy for it to be for me because again i'm the face of the thing and so fine but you know, it's an acting award that's really um, it's representative of uh of everything, you know, that we're talking about, everything kind of behind the conversation uh and 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 everything that a lot of people put into it.
0: It's funny, that's the fourth time since we started talking that you separate yourself from the we. And it, it must be one of the tricks that you probably never anticipated calling the show Rami, is that you you are the literal name and the literal sure. face sure. so if people sure. talk about Rami and you feel like you're getting too much credit and you're like stop it stop it with that like we, we or, all did or, this <laughs>
1: yeah or 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 the flip <laughs> yeah oh yeah or like
0: oh no you do not hate me you hate all of us <laughs> I'm just
1: kidding I mean but, but you don't hate me man you hate yourself <laughs>
0: yeah oh, or that but that's like that's for <laughs> Muslims doing things um you know the deep the deeper part too with Rami Rami where can people find you and what's oh. next? Both.
1: What's? Well, I'm, I missed the per- first part of the question. It cut out for a second.
0: Let's start with the second part. What's next?
1: What's next? Um, you know, I'm. Uh, we obviously are working on on. You know, hopefully we we get another season of Mo. Hopefully we get um, what I would hope would be the the last season of of, of Rami. Um. um Working on these things under my production company Cairo Cowboy, which I'm hoping, um, you know, starts. Where we have a few other things in development um, that 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 I'm trying to get going, and um, yeah, I really want to be part of um, helping other people tell their story, um, and also looking at storytelling from a more international perspective, uh, and 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 kind of you know we have been really lucky to shoot overseas a lot and i think um looking at stories that come from the middle east and asia for me are are are, are exciting and i and i and i and and so i just have a big desire to, to figure out how to uh you know connect with talent everywhere and 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 figure out how to um make it reality you know
0: So here's an unplanned question, which we're going to squeeze in before the end of the time, because people ask me a lot, you know, about like, I help people with their careers a lot. And a lot of it's like overreach, reach out to people, you know, like be clear on what you want, make sure you're saying the right thing. What's like the best cold outreach you've ever gotten that has actually led to somebody contributing their talent to the we that is your namesake, Rami?
1: So. I don't use Twitter anymore but the best one i got was on twitter hmm. and i got a dm from somebody that was really kind and short and sweet and detailed uh it was like specific it was like a specific compliment about something and there was like a very gentle ask of let me know if you'd ever be down to read something and um but he sent me two messages, uh a year and a half apart hmm. and And they were both just like correct. It was just the right size. It wasn't too um you know, I'm sure you have people reaching out to you all the time and 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 there's and there's like um and I appreciate people's hunger and enthusiasm, but there is a level of kind of understanding the room or, 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 or where you are, or who you're talking to, or how you're moving. And anyway, so I just got this kind of this cold DM from somebody two years apart, or a year and a half apart. And, and I was like, wow, they're, they was both like really, you know, what's the worst <laughs> that could happen? Like, sure. Send me something. Let me check it out. And, um, yeah. And, 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 and what he sent me was, was great. It was, it was a really great script and, 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 you know, ended up, um, Putting him in our writers room and actually he was in the third season of, of the show and so um yeah it, it worked out nice um uh, you know I, I yeah it's it's but it's a weird thing to say because i kind of I've, I've been trying to um in a lot of ways by the way i think the internet is a really positive thing i think it's really connected us and i think it's really kind of gorgeous and awesome and and so it's not to be judgmental of it but but i have kind of stepped back from looking at and reading uh and interacting on there just because and i think you you get this you get so busy and then you start to think okay well but i also want to hang out with my family and i want to hang out with my friends and so at a certain point you kind of just can't be on it and so uh i've definitely stepped back a lot from
0: from that but yeah yeah I appreciate that answer in the honesty because I think people don't realize like on the other side, like, yeah, you're hella cloudy, Rami. You're like a – you're hella cloudy now, you know. People people love you, but there's a human on the other side that appreciates talent and honestly thrives off of talent. The we is a bunch of talented people that are scaling the ideas and adding to the ideas, and I think that's what's lost on people sometimes is like people need really good teams. Yes. Um, but I got really practical. Sorry. You, you, I uh, got to for the question. for the audience. No, thank great. you. Um. Thank you. Rami, where can people find you?
1: Find to follow me. your journey. Um,
0: not literally. Don't give me your address, please. I'm not accountable for that.
1: Like, like, um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm i figuring out how I want to interact with the internet in a more meaningful way. But I think definitely, you know, Instagram's the thing I like the most just because I really like looking at um, the food recipe stuff that comes in my feed. Like uh, there's all those, you know reels of food which i've then been told are really just tiktok like i guess instagram now is recycled tiktok which i like i like i like that i'm getting secondhand it feels like vintage and they're
0: like three months old by the way that's that's a joke i'm more of a tiktoker we make fun of you people because they're three months old i I think
1: it's vintage you know so i like (laughs) i like the vintage element but i'm looking at food recipes on there and stuff but um yeah i'm trying to post just stand up i'm doing and everything up there and 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 um sharing stuff about the show I mean I think I yeah between season two and three I didn't I probably didn't do much posting or anything for about a year and a half or something but I think um you know maybe maybe I'll be using it a little bit more but yeah I'm there
0: <laughs> well we look forward to it I, I look forward to it I'll speak on behalf of me um I appreciate your voice I love what you're doing and I appreciate you so much for coming and telling us what you've done, sharing your journey with me a little bit. Um, I'm sure you're slammed. By the way, guys, the season came out last week. And if you haven't binged it on Hulu, like start now, literally now. Thank you, Rami. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.
1: This was so great. And and I really appreciate like your questions and, and kind of how you're curating the podcast and just um, the conversations you start. So it's, it's, it's really cool. It's very impressive. Thank you. And thanks for letting me be part of it.
0: Oh, thanks, Rami.
1: Yeah.